Gelatin is a translucent, colorless, flavorless food ingredient derived from collagen taken from animal body parts. It is brittle when dry and gummy when moist. Many times it is taken from bones or skins of animals, and often those animals are ones which are impure, or from a kosher animal slaughtered improperly. Over the years, rabbis have debated the implications of gelatin used in our foods on whether or not foods which contain it can be consumed. I would like to provide a concise halachic overview of the two sides that I read recently published in the name of Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz, Zecher Tzadik Libracha. The discussion contains several issues to be considered. One, we must consider the source of the gelatin from the animal part and whether or not it is indeed prohibited. Two, does the process of making gelatin nullify any potential isur, prohibition, contained in the ingredient? Third, is the prohibited substance nullified in any way? The halachic decisors discuss the law of non-kosher hides and bones. From the statements of our sages in the Talmud, we haven't found any references to this question, and it wasn't until the Rambam, Maimonides, who codified the following, and I quote, One who eats from the hide or bones of a non-kosher animal, even though it is prohibited, one is patur, which means exempt from bringing a sacrifice, since these items are really not fit for eating, end quote. The Rambam did not explain whether this prohibition is rabbinical or biblical, and the modern-day rabbis go to length to determine what he meant. When it comes to prohibiting the hide, most are in agreement with the Rambam that is prohibited, but when it comes to the prohibition stemming from the bones, we are left with divisive opinions, especially that implied from the words of the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yosef Karo, in Yoradea 99.1, it is possible that bones from non-kosher animals are not considered not kosher. In addition, many say that the Rambam's prohibition of bones is only when the bones are soft and give a taste. However, bones which are hard and dry, that are tasteless, are allowed. And according to these opinions, there would be no problem consuming gelatin which comes from bones of a non-kosher animal if they were already dry. This is the opinion of Rabbi Ovadia Yosef, Zecher Tzadik Libracha, the Tzitz Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer Waldenberg, and many other major poskim. Another reason to permit the eating of gelatin is because through the process of creating it, it loses its taste and is considered like etz be'alma, a piece of wood. This idea is hinted to in the Ramah earlier in his discussion of the laws of meat and milk and would apply here as well. As the process of creating gelatin dries up the skin and bones and thus loses the taste, it would be permitted as well the production process involves the addition of chemicals, during which the entire mixture becomes a powder. It's almost like a new substance, far different from the gelatin it once was, and today is simply considered like a protein. On the other side of the argument, there are many rabbis who don't follow the leniencies aforementioned and hold that one cannot consume gelatin derived from bones or hides of non-kosher animals. Their opinion is that the production process does not have the power to revoke the prohibition, as they rule, a dried-up isur, a dried-up prohibition, remains in its prohibited state until it is completely disqualified for eating from a dog. And even if we assume that a production process disqualifies the raw material even for dog eating, some believe that because at the end of the process the product is edible again, it is again banned. This is the opinion of Rabbi Moshe Feinstein and others. The opponents of gelatin even believe that the production process of gelatin should not be treated as a change at all, since in this process, a protein that has been stored in the bones since the beginning of their production is produced, and the use of chemicals 
means nothing more than to separate this substance from other substances. Therefore, it's not really called a new substance. According to the rabbis that hold that gelatin is prohibited, one must address whether it can be nullified in food. For any prohibited substance can be nullified in 60, and there's no question that the amount of gelatin in production is less than 1 60th. Those that prohibit gelatin hold that the nullification of 1 1 in 60 isn't applicable in this case, since gelatin has the status of davar hama'amid, that is, a substance mixed with food to stabilize and harden it. Such a substance is never nullified. Those that permit gelatin hold that this isn't an issue, since according to them, gelatin is a rabbinical prohibition. However, there is still a rule that one cannot primarily nullify a substance in 60 from the onset. That is why Rabbi Moshe Feinstein rules it's not allowed. In modern-day production, most of the gelatin comes from bones that are not dry, and therefore, it is difficult to be lenient in its permittance and consumption. That is why the Rabbanut of Israel will not give certification to products that contain gelatin, or they will have listed on the product kosher according to those who follow the opinions that permit gelatin. The opinion of the Orthodox Union, the OU, the largest kosher establishment in North America, is to prohibit it as well. Gelatin that is derived from plants or kosher fish is not subject to the discussion above and would be permitted. In the end, as always, one should ask their local rabbi concerning their specific situation and the type of food being ingested. For even rabbis who prohibit gelatin will sometimes permit it under cer- certain circumstances and situations. The Finding Holiness podcast has been brought to you by Eli's Fine Foods, serving the greater Toronto area for over 25 years. Eli's has been a staple in the kosher food industry, offering catering and takeout options in locations across the city. For more information, check out their website at elisfinefoods.com. To sponsor an episode or Torah class, email us at findingholiness at gmail.com or support us directly using the link atop the webpage at findingholiness.buzzsprout.com.